Okay, we are recording. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. I decided to do a video episode today, which is not my usual. It's not the norm, but I felt like showing my face and coming on here because I don't do video episodes often. I don't do my makeup often, and today I did my makeup, so I figured why not let's go for it i feel like when i do video episodes it kind of takes away from what i want to say and it's so different for me being on camera than it is for me just recording my voice i get a little bit more nervous a little bit more awkward and uncomfortable um so i'm just gonna try to be myself and forget the fact that i am on camera but that's besides the point thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. I recently recorded a an interview and I would like to do some more interviews before I leave America again because uh, I am leaving America in six weeks today. So that's super exciting. On April 21st, I will be flying back to Europe. So uh, that's super exciting news, and I'm really looking forward to that. But for today's episode, it's not going to be about traveling or anything, really. I wanted to talk about the importance, the necessity, the vitality of listening to our intuition. Why our intuition, it never fails us. I think a lot of times in the past when I've went after a decision that I thought was coming from my intuition and I felt as if it failed me, it really was not my intuition. It was fear. It was anxiety. It was trauma. It was self-doubt. It was not my intuition because every time that I have truly listened to my inner self, and trusted my higher self and trusted that higher inner wisdom and judgment. It time and time again (laughs) proves me right. So I would like to kind of talk about that and why I'm not ignoring red flags anymore. I'm 28 years old. My entire life up until 28, I have ignored red flags that were so apparent from the very beginning. And I even did this this year, but I started breaking the cycle, man. And insight is beautiful, but if you don't follow through with action, it really, I'm not going to say it means nothing, but it's, you're limited. Because my whole life, I have always been so self-aware. I've had all the wisdom in the world, yet I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow through with any action or change my behavior. And that really intellect is an introspection rather can only get you so far. So I had to start doing the opposite of what I wanted to do. So let's talk about it. So (laughs) this all started about a week ago. Now, as many of you know, I was away for two months. I come back to work and there's a new shiny object at work. 
<laughs> I will, um, for the privacy of this person, not say any names or try to give away any information other than we met at work. And um, we started talking very quickly, asked for my number, and we began texting, and then we had gone out. And I had the best time on this date, y'all. Like, it was so fun. I hadn't gone on a date like that in so long. It makes me up. They brought me flowers. We went to dinner. We went to Dave & Buster's. We went dancing. Like, it was really, really fun. And, uh, yeah, I kind of liked them a little, I guess. But I think there was so many red flags for me as someone that has dated narcissists their entire life. I use air quotes. Um, just dated people that were not safe, that were manipulative, that were abusive, that were liars, cheaters, which I can't, can't hate on cheaters because I've cheated, but just people who were dangerous emotionally, physically, whatever. So I know, like I know the red flags and, um, they were coming through hard. They were coming through fast and things like moving really quickly. I find that to be a red flag talking about marriage and kids after you've known me for not even a week. Um, just like really hitting the ground running, going zero to 60. And, you know, at the time it was so interesting because I spoke about this in my last episode. The day prior to meeting this person, I had been ghosted by someone whose number I really wanted for a really long time. Um, I had spoken about this. There was someone at my favorite restaurant and I had always thought he was the cutest thing. And I decided to finally ask him out because I was under the impression that he was interested. He gives me his Instagram. We text. He ghosts me. The next day, I meet this person at work. So I thought that was super interesting. Uh, nothing is ever coincidental, honestly. But the red flag started coming through. And I didn't like the way that it felt in my body. It felt uneasy and when my logical brain starts to get in the way because a lot of times our intuition will talk to us but our analytical mind will talk us out of it we'll rationalize we'll make excuses we'll explain all these things that get in the way because I used to think oh my intuition doesn't work anymore and it's true to an extent that after you've ex been exposed to or experienced high amounts of trauma repeatedly, you can become dissociated, detached, disconnected from your body signals. It doesn't mean that it's not there anymore. It just means that we have, we need to relearn how to hear it, how to listen to it, how to pay attention. And I think that was my biggest issue is that anytime it would talk to me, I would ignore it. So after a while, I started getting really confused and I kept getting into these situations over and over again. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why do these things keep happening to me? And truthfully, the reason things keep happening to you that are less than ideal, that you probably 
don't like is because you are the common denominator. You, <laughs> you are attracting these things into your life because of your programming, your limiting beliefs, your subconscious mind. It's being manifested to you because you are, it's mirroring to you what's going on inside. Cut plain and dry. Cut plain and simple, whatever the fuck the saying is. So I know that I was attracting from a very wounded place, and that's why I was attracting all these wounded people. Because I was wounded. I I'm not gonna say I am wounded. I don't think I need to fix myself. I think I need to learn to accept and love myself at this point. But anyway, the red flags were shining through and because of my history, I guess I always have to ask people for another opinion. Is this just me? Am I being too dramatic? Am I being too sensitive? Am I yada, yada, yada? When really I know the answer deep down, you just, we often know the answers. We just don't trust ourselves. So we'll go to other people to confirm what we usually already know from my experience. So the red flags were disturbing. Just the things they were saying to me, I could tell this person was not genuine. I could tell that they were insincere. I could tell a lot of things without even really knowing them all too much, just based off of, they felt so familiar. Like this type felt, I knew this, this type of person. And, um, you know, I had the best time. So I really didn't want to, I wanted to go out with him again. But then as the days started passing by, I started getting more doubts, more fears, more anxieties, more questions. And I generally know that that's my intuition trying to warn me with something. And then my body started feeling uneasy and I really just didn't feel safe in this person's presence. I felt like they were lying to me. And I knew that that was my signal that I had to go. So the other day I kind of got confirmation as to what I already knew, hearing from multiple women at work that this person was hitting on multiple people in the building, which is fine. Like you're single, but, um, I didn't appreciate, I don't want to be love bombs again. Um, I confronted this person and essentially ripped off the bandaid and I set a boundary. I said, Hey, listen, um, I heard X, Y, and Z through the grapevine. That's fine. I wish the best for you, but I'm going to politely remove myself from the situation. And, um, the way that they responded to me told me everything that I need to know. It really confirmed that I made the right decision. And I'll tell you why. You can tell a lot about how a person feels about you when you don't give them what they want. When you say no to them, when you set a boundary with them, you can tell who your true friends are. You could tell who is a good partner or not, who really has your back, who really loves you when you don't give them their way. Because people will love you when you say yes to them all the time, when you do things for them, when you give them what they want all the time. But who really deserves a spot in your life are the people 
who respect your boundaries, honor your truth, and thank you for saying no to them if that means honoring yourself. And I've learned this lesson a lot in the last year. I've lost quite a few friends in the last year. Um, One of them was because I stood up for myself. I told them I didn't like the way that I was being treated. They didn't apologize. They just fucking, I never really heard from them again. That's fine. Another one was recently when I was trying to negotiate and the other person wouldn't compromise. And then I, I don't know, they just like ghosted me. And again, that's fine. Less snakes in the garden, the less people I have in my life. Honestly, sometimes the better if that means that the people that are really in my life are people that really accept me and love me and honor me honoring myself. And I I always say that to my friends. I say, listen, say no to me, set boundaries with me, tell me when I do something that upsets you because I care about you, I want what's best for you, and a relationship is 50-50. It's not just my needs matter and your needs don't matter. It's, It's our needs, it's a mutual effort. But you can't always be the one apologizing. You can't always be the one making, trying to make things work. If things are one-sided, you're putting all the effort, you're doing all this, and that person won't even budge or give an inch. Like, no, it's not. Um, that's not an equal relationship by any means. But anyway, the way that this person responded, it told me everything I need to know. They essentially just denied everything, even though there was freaking evidence. So it's clear that this person's lying and then lying about them lying, like denying, it really makes you think that these type of people, they really believe their own lies. Like they're in so much denial, the sociopathic personality, they're in so much denial that they truly believe their own lies. It's, it's insane. Like it's sick because they are so sick. I don't know how else to describe it. That's uh, ASPD for you, but um, then the fact that this person was gaslighting me, saying I was crazy for believing other people, like all these things. Listen, if someone doesn't want to be in my life, I'll freaking hold the door open for you. Help yourself out. I'm not going to beg you to be in my life, but I will respect people setting boundaries with me. And if you don't respect someone's boundary, then you don't respect them. It's as simple as that. If someone has the courage and the audacity and the bravery and the respect and consideration and courtesy for you to tell you how they're feeling, to share their truth with you, and then you completely walk all over that and bulldoze that and try to turn it into you because you're not they're not meeting your needs. I mean, that's parasitism. That is not healthy. (laughs) Please get help. Um, but what I learned from this, what I learned from this experience is that my intuition is always talking to me. Your intuition is always working. It's always talking to you. It's your job to listen. It's your job to learn your own body's signals, the way that your intuition communicates with you. Um, The importance of not ignoring red flags. It would have been so easy to 
just forget all of the red flags and just go out on another date. What, what could another date hurt? Um, I frankly don't want to be involved with someone like that. Personally, um, I want to be surrounded by people that have integrity and dignity. And if someone constantly needs to be talking about what, this is what I learned from my ex-boyfriend from a few years ago. If someone needs to be talking about how good of a person they are, nine out of 10 times, they're probably a very shitty person. I'm just being honest because if you're a good person, you don't have to constantly be talking about how good of a person you are, how good of a guy you are, how good of a girlfriend you are. Um, It's like, who are you trying to convince, boo? Me or you? Like, don't tell me, show me. And a lot of times, this personality type, they will tell you what they think you want to hear. And I think 10 years ago, this would have worked. Hell, six years ago, this would have worked on me because I hadn't been exposed to it that many times. But after a while, it became sort of comical. I couldn't help but laugh when this person talked to me because I was just like, okay, yeah, okay. Um, Sort of like I was doing some sort of psychological research case study. I was just like, all right, this one, this will be good. (laughs) This will be good to talk about my dissertation on the psychopathic personality. Like it, it almost became funny. And that's when I knew I had to remove myself from the situation because I'm not trying to continue in this cycle. I want to break the pattern. I want to end the dynamic, change my type, stop being attracted to the bad boys, stop being attracted to the pathological liars, the users, the abusers. Um, Another super big red flag for me is people that want to get sexual super quickly. Like, don't get me wrong. I love sex. I have the sex drive of a teenage boy. Like, I love sex. But I will not... Well, I have. My new standard. (laughs) I will not get sexual with the person unless, one, we are in a committed relationship. That's a new boundary that I set for myself. Or we've been going out for at least a month, and I feel like it will develop into something more longer term. Um, People that are talking about that you have dick-sucking lips on the first date, like... They're probably, I mean, I could be wrong, but (laughs) unless that's what you want, if you want something super sustainable and deep and conscious, then that's probably, you might want to steer clear from that. Um, Because for me, looks are super important. It's really important for most of us to be physically and sexually attracted to someone at first sight. That's what the initial interest is, right? But looks fade. We're all going to get fucking fat and ugly and saggy in about 60 years. There's always going to be someone hotter than you and hotter than that other hot person. Looks fade over time. Physical and sexual chemistry can really only get you so far. For me personally, Um, I've dated people that I thought were the hottest people on earth. I would never look at another person besides them again. But then when I uncovered and discovered that they had no depth to them, they were controlling, they were jealous, they were possessive. They became so ugly to me. 
And I think that, yes, you need to be obviously attracted to the person that you're dating. Chemistry is important, but I feel like that emotional connection is really what sustains a relationship over time. And that's, that's what's going to last. The friendship, the bond, the connection, that emotional, emotional intimacy. Because a lot of people, when they just go off of lust or physical chemistry, you know, they're just going to find another shiny object. And even the hottest person in the world gets boring to someone, you know, like all these celebrities like get cheated on. So it's, you know, so anyway, I'm kind of happy this happened. It was really hard cutting off, ripping off the bandaid um, because truthfully I did like the attention. It was nice to, have someone take interest in me, have someone treat me, go out with me. They bought me flowers. Like it was really nice to feel special, but then I have to remind myself that I'm not special to this person. I'm just, I'm just a game. Like it's all just a game. And at this point in my life, I'm a little too tired to be playing games. So for that reason, I've decided Every time I say this, I swear someone comes into my life the next day. I've decided I will not be dating at least until I leave. If when I get to Italy, I want to go, I meet someone nice organically, sure, I'll go out with them. But I think for me at this point in my life, I'm prioritizing friendship first um, and then taking it from there because solely going off of what I've been attracted to based on my track record historically has not been super well. So challenging that whenever I find myself magnetically drawn or attracted to someone without any rhyme or reason, uh, really challenging that because there's a reason that you're being attracted to and, um, manifesting into your life that which you are magnetizing if it's based off of old programming and, wounding. So let's do that. Let's challenge what's familiar to us. Let's challenge what is comfortable to us. If it's something that isn't serving us, that's the biggest thing. If something hasn't served you in the past, how can we reprogram that moving forward? And that's going out of our comfort zone. That's setting the boundary. That's saying no. That's doing the hard thing. Because it would have been so easy to just go out tomorrow, have a nice time. But I feel like I'd really be doing myself a disservice by doing that. And it's kind of, there comes a point in your life where it's time to stop going against yourself. It's time to start befriending yourself not doing all of these things that are really going to do you a disservice. Um, so that is what I have relearned this week. And I'm hoping that on the other side of this, by me hopefully passing this test, because I do believe this was a test, um, that's something really juicy and uh beautiful is coming out on the other side which it's super interesting 
to me because I'd say in the last year I have not like a relationship has not been on the top of my mind. I truly do not want a relationship right now. I have so much going on. Um, I feel like when the time is right and I need the right person, then sure. But for me, my top manifestation wishes, what I've really been focusing on is like personal, uh, prosperity and career, uh, really moving to Europe long-term and like getting my financial shit together and having enough money to support myself and just this overall feeling of like independence. And I, for me, a lot of times in past relationships, I've felt smothered. Freedom is super important to me and anyone that threatens to take away that freedom, um, anything such as a relationship. Cause I've had a lot of relationships where people are like, you can't wear this. You can't talk to this person. You can't do that. It felt more like discipline and like I was dating a parent rather than dating an equal. So I'd say my top focus has really been on freedom, fulfillment, and um, just like exploration. It really hasn't been love, but most of my tests and my triggers come in the form of relationships. So that's just a personal patterning that I've picked up on. Um, do I think that it'll ever stop, that I stop attracting these like emotional vampires into my life? I don't know. I think when I'm not vibrating on the same frequency as them anymore, then sure it will stop. So for me, it's really, um, I will continue to practice communicating from an honest place. I will continue to say no unapologetically and set boundaries, not just in romantic relationships, but with friendships too. I've lost a lot of friends since I started setting boundaries. And like I said, it's really okay. Um, so those are going to be the things that I continue to work on. I'm sure that something else will come that <laughs> requires this commitment and dedication to who I want to become, but I really want to step into this new sense of myself and up level. I believe that I'm worth it. I believe that it's worth it. And I believe you are deserving of that as well. So whatever you feel like is holding you back right now, whether it's relationships, whether it's career, personal, whatever, think to yourself, and this is a question I ask myself when I'm struggling, what would my best, most magnetic, authentic, highest self, what would they do in this instance? And then go do that. <laughs> uh, it's a lot easier said than done. But I think that the reward on the other side is really, really worth stepping into that discomfort and that fear and believing that you are worthy of it and you are capable. So, I don't know if any of this makes sense. I thank you so, so much for watching. I don't know what's in store for the next few weeks. Might do a few more interviews and collabs. Uh, hopefully an Instagram live with an old guest. That might be in the works. And if you'd like to stay in touch with me, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm very active on there, probably too much. Uh, at Lauren M. Coletti, and I'd love to connect with you and see what you thought of this episode, if you can relate, and what you're currently working through right now. Okay, my friends, I'll talk to you in the next episode.